0: Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. So I want you to think about something. Part of the, I think part of the problem that, that we face, the challenge that we face, in what we're doing here, is developing or originating a correct concept in our mind that we can kind of grasp onto, like a visualization of what like the process is that we're actually doing. Because our programming is so polarizing when it comes to this. It's, it's incredible. So think about this for a second. When you were a kid, um, you were probably taught in some way to ask for what you want, like if you wanted something, you had to ask for it, right? I mean, that was that was probably pretty common. Well, what is the assumption there? The assumption is is that somebody can tell you no, that you're not always going to get it, that you that you need the 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 authority and the agreement of someone else in order to get what you want. And I mean, we even we even uh, get that a lot from a, a religious perspective. So we get it in school, we get it in religion. We get it in society. Nobody ever taught us to command what we want, right? Now, part of that has to do with a child, you know, under the authority of a parent and then learning. But at some point, what we desire in life, there there needed to be a transfer of responsibility into the fact that you don't have to ask for it anymore. You can command it in your life. I was... Um, I was going through a very interesting situation when I, when I was studying. I was studying for several years and I was doing great. I hadn't started my own business or anything, but the company that I was working for, I was really doing fantastic there. Um, but I had been reading like everything I could get my hands on. I had been going to some seminars and it was kind of like I had all the pieces on a giant table. Uh, almost like a jigsaw puzzle, but I couldn't figure out how they fit together. I was not developing a concept in my mind of what this looks like. And that's when I was given a couple of cassette tapes um, of my mentor speaking. And I didn't even know who the guy was at the time. And I remember when I was going home, I I left work that day, and I, I took the tapes with me. And about a quarter of the way into my drive, I put one of the tapes in, and I, I don't think it was 15 minutes into the first tape that instantly the whole the whole picture just came into clear view for me, the way that he was explaining it with the stick person. And and I wasn't even watching him draw it. He was explaining it on a cassette tape. And all of a sudden, all these pieces were like, Doo, do, 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 just started to fit in my mind as to what this actually looked like. And then through the study of the science of getting rich, it completed that picture very well because... It kind of shows you the lineage of how we're always working from a higher power to a lower power within through ourselves. And I had never considered the concept of what you're doing with your subconscious mind if you're asking for your success versus commanding your success. It's, an, it's a major shift in the way we think. But we but when we command it, we have to understand the principles behind it. Number one, it's already here. Number two is that we have the power that allows us to do that. We have the power to choose. No other form of life that we're aware of has that conscious power. All the animals operate by instinct. There's no conscious choice there. There's no thinking going on there. It's all reaction to their outside world. And when you start to think about it, the way that we're raised, we're raised that way. We're given sets of rules and guidelines to react to the world that we're part of, but not how to command the world that we're part of. And it causes a major problem in getting what we want because what we, what we have developed subconsciously is the possibility that it won't happen. And I think if you're really honest with yourself, you have to admit that there's a little bit of that in your head—the possibility that it won't happen. That's where fears come from. That's where doubts come from. That's where worries come from. When a person is, when when you're experiencing that, it's a clear indication that you thoroughly do not understand your own power. You don't understand it, and it takes a long time to come into that full understanding. It does not take a long time to get the results though. But to come into that understanding, you have to repeatedly use that power in a positive and productive way in your life and see see the results so that you're building the connection in your mind that you're, you're causing it. You're creating those results to happen. And of course, every time something doesn't happen, it immediately triggers doubt in our mind. And then we're like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? You know, so it's, it's constantly going back and forth. But here's what I have found. With every person that I've worked with that has become really successful, at some point in your education process, you have to decide that you're going to command it that you're going to take that uncomfortable step and you're going to command it. What I mean by that is that the you cannot allow you cannot allow those doubts, those worries, those suggestions from other people to infiltrate the way that you think because the whole idea is that whatever you hold on the screen of your mind will manifest in your life. But it takes persistency it takes persistency. It must be consistent. Now, you be a person, all we really do is manifest in our life. Our problem is that we don't have any correlation or connection in our mind to what's actually showing up. We don't see it as that we're creating what we're experiencing. M- most of us don't know where the hell it's coming from, you know. So in order to build that connection, you have to consciously see yourself doing it over and over and over again and getting the result, and also stepping up to bigger and greater challenges when you do it. I want to get into the two teachings that I want to do here. I'm going to do the I'm going to do the one on commanding first. So I have this great little book. It's called "You Too Can Be Prosperous" uh, by Robert Russell. And I've had this book since the, the mid 90s. This is one of the four books that I used to keep, I'll hold it up again so you can, I'll see it. Uh, this is one of the four books that I kept on my desk, open all the time to one very specific page when I was really grinding it out in the early days and making sales calls 15 hours a day. And the idea was that it this really R- russell has done an amazing job with all the work that he's done what's unfortunate is there's so many there's so many books and pamphlets that he wrote that you can't get anymore I and mean, the the whatever company he used through the church in denver that they were part of is gone defunct long long time ago so there's a lot of missing there's a lot of missing books but he comes from, so he was a minister. He comes from the Christian tradition, right? So I always tell people, if you don't come from that tradition, don't worry about it. You can replace your own tradition in the language. But the idea is that you get the you get the deep truth that he's actually talking about here. So he's referring to, he's referring to uh, the New Testament here when he says there are many lessons in these parables. The most important one is the virtue of importunity. Despite, God, despite God's love, benefice, and compassion, he will not be moved by weak or half-hearted demands. The power is there, said Saint Paul, and he pointed out in the, in the closing of the epistles to the Ephesians, how unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundant above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in that worketh in us. So what did I say a couple of minutes ago? We're constantly moving from a higher to a lower potential. There's the higher side of ourselves that is in harmony with our goal, which is, and, and whatever we want in life, which is already here on a different frequency or a different vibration. As we pay attention to that desire and we think that thought and build the image of what we want, we instantly move that thought to the higher frequency. So in our mind, We're going to that place. That place is real. It's there. That thing is there. Edison's light bulb was here. The telephone was here. The cell phone was always here. As the image is created, you're harmonizing with wherever it is on the plane of existence in the universe. And he's talking about the power that that worketh in us and, and through us. That's spirit or energy, whatever it is that you want to call it constantly working from a higher potential down to a lower potential. Now, when I say a lower potential, I don't mean like good and bad. I mean higher from the non-physical, lower into the physical. We're always manifesting from the non-physical into the physical. That's the perpetual law of transmutation of energy. Energy is always moving from a non-form to a form and back to a non-form again. He said, but the power must be invoked by persistency, by seeking, and by wholehearted demands. Jesus commanded us to ask, to seek, and to knock. He says, do you give up easily? Then change your ways. Give him no rest until he establishes what you desire. Keep on keeping on. Make your claim and press it. Work until every no becomes a yes. If you fail today, start all over again tomorrow. In due season, we shall reap if we faint not. The whole idea, just so that, because I know I'm going to get this question, I always do. When he says every no to a yes, it doesn't mean to change every person that said no to a yes, right? It means that you want to change your result from a no to a yes. So if I'm making sales calls and all I'm getting are no's, it's a reflection of how I'm showing up energetically. I want to keep pressing until I get those to a yes. It doesn't mean to manipulate somebody from a, from a no to a yes, okay? But the idea is there's an urgency in that book. There's a real urgency, a real, a real focus and directive of your energy to a very specific result. I mean if you if you study successful people the one thing that you'll find out whether it was through them themselves or people that they hired to run their companies there's an intense focus to accomplish what must be accomplished and it's a work through with every problem that happens it's not that the answer is not there it's just that we haven't found it yet so the persistency allows us to find the answer it allows us to find the resource it allows us to find the thing the people the money, whatever it is that you need, because it's already here. When you hold the image in your mind, you stay on the frequency of the thing that you want. So if I'm up here, because I'm holding my image of what I desire in my mind, my goal, but then doubt creeps in, I instantly take my mind off that image. Now we're not in harmony anymore. Now I'm down here. I'm on the plane of facts in my life. I'm looking at what are the facts of my life. I'm looking that there's no money in the bank account. I'm looking at maybe a bill collector's calling. I'm looking that I don't have any sales. I'm looking at the fact, and I'm letting my emotions deter- the, 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 the facts determine my emotions. So I separate myself from the higher frequency. How do you bring yourself back to a higher frequency? A lot of people say, well, you have to you know, feel good. It's not about feeling good. It's bringing your mind up to the level of the image that you want. Here's why you have to be careful with it. The whole idea of like gratitude, feeling good, being happy, those are all great things for self-satisfaction and making life pleasurable. But there's a lot of bastards out there that are just complete dicks in, in the world and they get everything that they want. They don't necessarily feel good. They're miserable SOBs a lot of the time. So don't get caught up in the thing like, oh, I've got to be jolly for my whole life in order to get what I want. It's a a very misunderstanding of the way that the law works. It's, do you see the image? Do you see the thing? Remember, the universe does not judge what you want. It's amoral. It gives you what you want. It accepts whatever you do, and it gives you what you want. This is what explains the dichotomy that we experience and the polarity of good and evil that we talk about in the world. That's why I was showing you guys that statue in in my house, beyond good and evil, the thought beyond good and evil, where you get into the real truth. It's either for more life or it's for less life. It's either adding to life or it's taking away from life. If I go to the bad, I go to the judgment. And when I go to the judgment, I now have a thing I have to fight against. We've got to stop fighting against and start demanding the quality of life that we want in our own life. Okay, let's get back into U squared here. We get this wrapped up. Rely on unseen forces. Improving your performance by an order of magnitude. U squared can sound unrealistic if you think of it as something that you have to do all by yourself, but you don't. Forget the idea that you should be able to see tangibly and in full view all of the resources necessary to leverage your performance so dramatically. There are resources you can you can access and cannot be seen. That means you're holding the image of what you want. The resources are part of the how. You won't see all of them but you will manifest them as they are needed if you continue to hold the image of what you want and work toward that image. Absence of evidence is not evidence of their absence. I would write that down. I love this quote. It, It helps remind me that just because I can't see it tangibly doesn't mean that it's not there. Absence of evidence is not evidence of their absence. Think of an iceberg where you see only the tip of what's really there. Just as real, though, out of sight are invisible resources ready to make a profound difference in what you can achieve. All you have to do is open up and let them in. Quantum leaps are merely the process of using yourself and your world differently, thus allowing the possibilities to exist uh, and actually materialize. Your willingness to make a quantum leap is the enabler. This chapter is called "Rely on Unseen Forces." Spirit is the unseen force. Energy is the unseen force. You do not achieve your dreams, your full potential, through your own singular struggle. As mentioned earlier, neither raw effort nor uh, neither raw effort nor sheer will willpower is the answer. Trying hard as you can will fall far short of taking you as far as you're capable of going. You must take advantage of the support systems that you can't see. In a sense, making a quantum leap is like playing bridge. You don't you don't bid on your hand alone. Your bidding is also based on the power of your partner's cards. You don't really see those cards until it's time to play, so it's time to play them, but you trust that they will bring valuable strength to your own hand. That's knowing that whatever you need will show up. It will always show up. It's always here. When I'm working in my business, achieving my goals, and, and a, lot, a lot like when Steph and I are working together all the time, there may be something that we need that we don't have right now. But we don't think to ourselves, oh, my God, what if it doesn't show up? What if we don't get it? Then what are we going to do? We, we immediately come from the place it's already here. It's already here. It's coming right now. We've already set the intention. We have the image in our mind. We're working toward that image. It will come. And it has never not come. In 21 years that I've been in business, it has never not come. Never. And I've been in some hairy situations. And it has never not come. That's an awareness that when you start to experience that, you don't ever lose it. Because you realize you're the cog in that wheel of whether it shows up or not. As long as I stay in my mind of that it's here, demanding that it's here, seeing the image in my mind, it will show up. I don't need to know how. How is God's job? That's not my job. I wasn't given the power for how. I was given the power to decide, to choose. The unseen forces are phantom powers that cannot be fully explained. Maybe they strike you as a rather mystical phenomenon, but the truth is, is they will make amazing contributions to your efforts. These unseen forces seem to operate through your subconscious mind, mental imagery, intuition. Um, And he writes luck in here. I know I crossed that out years ago. There is no luck. Einstein said God doesn't shoot craps with the universe. Everything operates by law. You might be hit with a flash of inspiration during a moment of solitude, a creative solution to a problem that may come to you in a dream, a breakthrough idea uh, that can flash through your mind while you're visualizing your goal somehow, and resources that you need to seem to appear by coincidence. Paint a vivid picture in your mind of of these forces to know precisely what you want. In one way or another, the unseen forces will dazzle you with their impact, and you can count on it. Quantum leaps come easy when you plug into the remarkable power source. You don't have to understand it totally in order to use it, just as you don't have to comprehend the intricate physics of electrical energy to flip a light, uh, the, the lamp switch on and flood the room with light. When you focus constantly on a clear picture of what you want to accomplish and move it toward, move it confidently, the unseen forces will rally to your support. These unknown, these invisible resources are the most powerful factors available to assist you in making a quantum leap? So, wrap this up in a second. To rely on those unseen forces is to command that you keep your mind and the picture of what you want in harmony with that picture that's up here at a higher level of vibration, and you don't let doubt, worry, or fear take it down to a, a lower level. And if you do, immediately go back up to the higher level again. Because what we're doing is we're, we're training our mind how to think. It's the one thing that we were not trained in that is the most significant thing of our life as we were not taught how to think successfully as children. Almost nobody is taught this as a child. So you have to learn it. And that means you have to reteach yourself how to think. All right. God bless all of you. Make it a great day. Make it prosperous and keep pressing. Keep pressing. It's out there. It's coming. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.